I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Colby, only two weeks left of the NFL season. Welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code Just Baseball or code Just Gridiron when you download for a full instant deposit match on the best daily fantasy app. I am your host, Peter Apple. You can find me on Twitter at PeterApple23, spelled A-P-P-E-L. And you can find Colby's Twitter in the episode description. We are here to give you our best bets for the NFL Conference Championships. We have the Bengals taking on the Chiefs, and we have the 49ers taking on the Eagles with our best bets and our props at the end of this episode. Colby, we are coming off maybe the best week that we've ever had on the podcast. I had a perfect sweep, 5-0 and with my picks and my props, and you went 5-1, and one, and five I think and the one. only misstep was a Trevor Lawrence interception, which was a plus money prop anyway. So we went 10-1, and one. amazing week. Great to see you again. What's up, dude? Yeah, what's up, man? And that Trevor Lawrence pick was like with like, what, three minutes left in the game? Like it was so, so, so close, but such an amazing weekend. I feel like we predicted the game scripts of almost every game last weekend. Let's keep it going into this weekend. I mean... Four of the top teams are left, which is what we wanted. It's going to be amazing football. It's a really hard slate to dissect because, you know, just to give an example, 49ers and Eagles really haven't played that many great teams because they're so great. They're so much better than everybody else that we haven't seen two juggernauts like the 49ers and Eagles really go head to head yet. That's why I agree with you. This these four teams, I think in both of our opinions, are the four best teams in the NFL. And you could say the Bills should be in that conversation. They were the preseason favorite to win the Super Bowl. They were big favorites over the Bengals. But both of us were on the Bengals with the entire public. It seemed like there was a lot of sharp action on the Bills, but we were not deterred. And the Bengals took it to the Bills in that game. The 49ers again pulled out that win against the Cowboys, which you were on. But... The most interesting part about that game is I wonder what it would have looked like if Tony Pollard stayed in the game because it seemed like that injury kind of took the air out of the balloon on the Cowboys side, but there was no debate. The 49ers, if they were going to put up 19, it was going to be tough for the Cowboys to compete. That's why I love the under. You loved it too. That was probably our easiest bet of the weekend, and then the parlay cashed. But just curious, because you were on the 49ers, when you were watching the game, what kind of shot out at you? Like, what What was the reason you thought the 49ers just kind of handled that game? It was really obvious that they were going to play a conservative game script. They trusted their defense through and through. Um, and they got timely turnovers, which Dak has been privy to all season, um, which is going to be the tough part for them this weekend because Jalen Hurts doesn't turn over the football, um, you know, to the level that Dak Prescott does. And so that's going to be the true test for them is can they get those timely turnovers again? Um, but it it was definitely apparent that they did not trust Brock Purdy in this one or not, not trust, but they weren't going to let Brock Purdy, you know, get out of the pocket, do some crazy stuff in this one. They were going to keep it pretty conservative, trust the run game, time clock management, and just kind of run down the clock. 
Before we get into our best bets for uh, these two games, because we only have two games to go over, normally we have a slate of 12, 16 games, and even a bigger slate once we're in the divisional round and the wild card round, but only two games to find the best actionable bet for this weekend. But first, make sure to download the Picket Sports app. It is in the episode description of this episode. You get to track all of our plays, sync your sports book to see what you're good at. Do you like overs? Do you like unders? Do you like money lines? Do you like spreads? It'll help you track along the way to see what you're good at, see what you're bad at in order to make you a better gambler. And of course, it's completely free to download. That is in our episode description. Colby and I will give you our plays right now. Again, we are recording this Thursday at around 1.57 p.m. Eastern. So things could change, right? We're going to get into games where there's plenty of injuries. Lines will move. There could be bets that we have later on Saturday, Sunday, because normally we record on Thursday for Saturday games in the playoffs. But now there's just one game on Sunday and lines are moving every single day. So make sure to download the Pickett Sports app. Colby, let's start with the 49ers versus the Eagles game, because that is the first one up. Uh, right now, the Eagles are minus two and a half, and the over-under is 46, 46 and a half. We see a ton of money right now, and this is according to VEASAN, uh, who gets all of their betting splits and a lot of their data from DraftKings. Uh, 78% of the handles, 75% of bets are on the Eagles minus two and a half, with 67% of the handle and 53% of bets on the Eagles money line. And in terms of the total, we have 40% of bets, 39% of the handle on the over, but 60 to 61% of the money on the under 46 and a half. In terms of the spread, this open near a pick and early money shot up the Eagles and just money has continued to pour on, but there is a resistance on the line. We I don't even know if we've seen a three. I'm sure I, we're going to talk about the spread later. Possibly you could buy it up to three at a cheaper price. Um, but the the total is most interesting because we've seen a lot of early money on the under. Uh, the line opened at around 45, 45 and a half, and it has been bet up to 46 and a half. I know I'm going to have a play on the total, and you're going to have a play on the spread. So why don't we start with your pick on the spread? We'll move to my total as we speak about this 49ers versus Eagles game. Sure, it sounds good. So just to give some more data too, John Ewing of BetMGM, um, he put out where the money's at too on BetMGM. Just to give another data point, 85% of the money is on the Eagles spread right now. So a ton of money, but like you said, the key number, or it's not getting to that minus three level. And I think that's because people are, you know, at least somewhat putting money on the Niners money line at plus 125, plus 130, right around there. But I'm going to give 49ers plus three. And you can buy that right now at minus 120. You might be able to find even a better price, but I found it right around minus 120, minus 125, some places. Um, and I think it's really worth it to buy the point to that plus three because a field goal is a push. Um, a win is a win, and this game really could be a one- or two-point game. I mean, this is going to be a shootout of a game. Um, so let's go back to, like I said in the intro, um, the 49ers really have not played that many great teams as of late. Neither have the Eagles. But the last time they did play a really good team was the Chiefs back in Week 7, and they gave up 44 points to the Chiefs. Very uncharacteristic of a 49ers defense that has been, you know, a top three, maybe the best defense in all of football. It's right there with the Eagles as a top defense. Um, and so in this game, though, Jimmy G was still the quarterback. He got hurt. Brock Purdy came in late. 
they allowed five sacks to the Chiefs, and everyone was injured on their defense. Eric Armstead was out. Uh, Hufanga was was injured. Traverius Ward was injured. Nick Bosa played, but he was still dealing with a groin injury. So, you know, a lot of injuries on their defense. Then what happens? Their defense gets healthy. They've stopped basically everyone down the stretch. They stopped the Cowboys last weekend, which was actually what really their biggest true test of the season outside of the Chiefs. So what are the keys to the game for the 49ers to win this game? They need to limit sacks, which the Eagles have the highest sack percentage and the second highest pressure rate in the NFL, Pete. Can you guess who has the highest pressure rate in the NFL? The Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, who the 49ers just played and just beat, and protected well. They give up only two sacks. Brock Purdy did get sacked, you know, twice, but I'll take that all day long. The biggest, the biggest key to this game for the 49ers, though, if they, they're going to win this game, they need to limit turnovers. And it's something that Brock Purdy's done really, really well thus far. But there's a reason that a rookie quarterback has never made the Super Bowl. The last three quarterbacks that made it to the conference championship Ben Roethlisberger in 2004, Joe Flacco in 2008, and Mark Sanchez in 2009, they all lost, and it was because of turnovers. In that season, it Mark Sanchez, 12 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. Flacco threw 14 touchdowns to 12 interceptions throughout that year. And then in 2004, Big Ben, he threw three interceptions against the Pats in that conference championship game. So every rookie quarterback that has made it this far has faltered at the finish line because they threw interceptions. And we saw last week Brock Purdy just missed at least a few. Like, it was very, very close to that game changing with an interception. Um, So he's going to have to protect the Rock. I think they're going to follow the same script they did last week, Pete. I think they're going to try to run the ball really well. The Eagles haven't stopped the run all year. They're averaging 4.7 yards per carry against. They're not a good run-stopping team. Um, They can get to the quarterback, but I think that this offense is too prolific outside of Purdy, and I think they'll be able to score. So that's my analysis. I like plus three. Give me the field goal to a team that I view that is pretty much as good as the Eagles. And this is not to discount the Eagles. The The Eagles are an amazing team, but so are the 49ers. I agree. Both of these two teams, you could argue, are two of the best teams in the NFL. So it's going to be an incredible game. And I do think the 49ers can find success, especially on the ground. And just to quantify what you're talking about, about a run defense, in terms of rush DVOA, the Eagles rank 21st in the NFL. You wouldn't expect that by a team that has four defensive linemen with at least 10 and a half sacks. I think they set the record in the NFL. They can get to the quarterback, but at the same time, the 49ers offensive line is incredible. Trent Williams is one of the best overall players in this game. So the Eagles are going to be able to generate pressure, but with the success of the 49ers offensive line and to the detriment of the Eagles rush defense, the 49ers should be able to move the ball and they should be able to set up easy looks for Brock Purdy in order not to create those turnovers. But I think right now in this game, both defenses are slightly overrated. And the only reason I'm saying that is because you look at the Eagles and they have a lot of flashy players on defense, but where they're rated isn't exactly what you might think. Like I said, 21st in rush DVOA, weighted DVOA, which takes recent weeks into more consideration, which is important because Jordan Davis, who is their best run stopper, has been playing for them lately, but they still rank ninth in weighted DVOA. For example, 
this Cowboys team that kept the 49ers to 19 points, they rank better in almost every single set. They rank sixth in weighted DVOA. They're a top five run stopping defense. That's why we love the under so much. But I'm actually leaning and I will be betting on the over 46. Now, I would take this all the way up to that key number of 47, but I think that both of these offenses are going to have success. The way to beat the 49ers defense, at least lately, is through the air. And I think a lot of people are underrating this Eagles offense, especially at home. If we look at how prolific they've been at home, especially when Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, Devonta Smith, and A.J. Brown are all on the field, plus we, I think what was worrisome with a lot of people that I heard them that they were on the Giants was they were worried about Jalen Hurts' shoulder injury. He looked anything but injured in that game where they put up 38 points against that Giants team. Now, the Giants defense is much worse than the 49ers. As much as the improved Giants defense with some guys who, you know, Adoree Jackson and McKinney, it was the best version of the defense, but it's clear that the Eagles can move the ball. But one thing that has given the 49ers a little bit of trouble is running quarterbacks, right? Patrick Mahomes did pretty well. Justin Fields did pretty well. Marcus Mariota did pretty well. Those are their three losses. And Jalen Hurts has a very high rushing total. Now, I'm not sure if he's going to get there, but he's obviously that dual threat type of quarterback. So I do think that the 49ers will have success on the ground in order to put up enough points, but the Eagles through the air are going to have some success too. And if there are holes in this Eagles defense, Kyle Shanahan is going to find them. So, and I also found something interesting. I was talking uh, with our guy to Jen, who's been on this podcast and he loves this over, but he really likes the 49ers team total over. He finds it very interesting that the narrative surrounding this game is Brock Purdy on the road. He's not going to put up any points, but yet the 49ers team total is at 22 and a half when they only put up 19 last week, when both defenses are perceived as some of the best in the NFL. I think the 49ers will go over their team total. And I think the Eagles are either going to win by one or two. Maybe they hit the three, but I'd be surprised if the Eagles lay an egg here. I'm going with the over 46. And I love that line movement. The public is looking at this. You know, you hear a lot of pundits. This is going to be a low scoring game. This is going to be a defensive battle. And that's all we're hearing. It's so obvious. And they made it easier for you to bet on the under. Look at what they did. Look how nice the books are. They gave you 46, 46 and a half instead of that line at 45, 45 and a half. I'm following this movement. I really like this over. Initially, your brain says two defenses under. It's not always that easy. The Dallas Cowboys defense is better than the Eagles defense and the Eagles offense is better than the Cowboys offenses. I'm going over the 46. Well, and even the Eagles defense, they gave up 40 points to Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. They gave up 33 points to the Packers with Rodgers and Jordan Love. They gave up points this season to, to really good offense. They even gave up 21 points to the Jaguars in that game where they scored 21 points in the first half. Like, this Eagles defense can be beat. They gave up 35 to the Lions. I mean, I like it. I, I think it supports the 49ers as well. If they can score, they can win this game. I kind of think in, in a weird way, it sort of supports both teams because I do just think both teams are going to have success on offense. Like, the 49ers, you said they get tons amount of pressure, but you could argue that the Eagles' offensive line is the best in football, especially with Lane Johnson now being healthy. It does seem like the Eagles will have success, 
But at the same time, the hole in the Eagles defense is their run defense. And it's hard to find a better rushing attack, especially now with Debo Samuel back into the fold for the 49ers. You have McCaffrey, you have Debo, you have Elijah Mitchell healthy too. Now I know a lot of these guys, you know, they miss practice on Wednesday, but they're questionable. I have no reason why any of them shouldn't play full complement of stars on both sides. I think this is a 27-24 game. I'm not exactly sure who's going to win, um, but I think it goes over this 46, and if it's under the key number of 47, I'm a big fan of this over, Colby. Shall we move on to the Bengals Chiefs? I can give the, the money breakdown, and then you get into your pick. I think we should, or let me, you know, because, again, I think we should keep kind of the same uh, way because I'm on a total in this game. You're on a side in this game. So I'll go over where the money splits is. You go over the side that you like. I'll go over the total again, and then we'll get to props. So we open this game has been crazy. Bengals right now are plus one. Their money line is around plus 100, minus 105. It's basically a pick em, but we do see a ton of early money on the Bengals, 75% of bet 78% of the handle is on the Cincinnati Bengals team. But again, it is early. That's not a designation of the Bengals are so, so public because you're going to see money coming on either sides, depending on the Patrick Mahomes injury. What this line opened at was plus three and everyone and their mother came in on the Bengals. And a lot of sharp groups came in on the Bengals because Joe Burrow is three and O against Patrick Mahomes winning by three in every single matchup. A lot of sharp groups saw, all right, we're getting three. We're going to take that, especially with Mahomes' injury. That was instantly bet back to a pick em. Then a lot of money, you know, was around the Bengals' side. Then it's now flipped back to the Chiefs a little bit because Mahomes came out, looked pretty good in a press conference. So I'm kind of jogging down the stairs a little bit. So there's more confidence there. You even saw the under in this game drop to about 46 and a half. But after that press conference, it went back up to 47 and a half over the key number. And if we're looking at the over 71% of bets, 64% of the handle is on the over 47 and a half. And we still see a lot of money on the Bengals money line, 29% of bets, 36% of money is on the under, making it seem like a little bit more of sharper action or at least bigger bets is on that under 47 and a half. This game is fascinating. Which side is the square side? Because you can make an argument for both, right? The Bengals are on this incredible win streak. They've won 10 in a row. They look like they can't be beaten. They just beat the Bills in the snow in Buffalo. And you have Joe Burrow. Is it that easy? Or is it that easy? You see Mahomes as a favorite under three. You know, a lot of the trends are going to point you toward Mahomes. At the same time, a lot of trends are going to point you towards the Bengals. These are two of the best teams in the NFL. Hard to rely on trends in this game because both quarterbacks are about as good as it can be. It has to just be, who do you think is the better team? Colby, who's the better team? It's an impossible game, you're right, to to analyze from that perspective, from a trend analysis, even where the money's at. Because this game, when it opened, we weren't even sure where Mahomes was going to be at ankle-wise, which is why it went from Bengals plus one, then to a pick em. The Bengals were as high as minus two. They were getting minus 140 on the money line, and then it came all the way back down when Mahomes left the presser, looked good, then he had a full practice. But how much do you think... It, it's it could be a mirage. It really could be a mirage. I think it's all bullshit. I don't know. I don't know what to think. Like I'm assuming we're getting 75% Patrick Mahomes. I think that's what you have to assume. He had a high ankle sprain, people. 
a high ankle sprain. Th- these are injuries that can keep you out months. And he just hobbled back up and he's back on the field. And I'm sure he got some sort of injection in there. They're taping it up as much as they can. But at the end of the day, he sustained a high ankle sprain. There is no humanly way unless this dude is legit Superman or has crazy powers that we're going to get 100% of Patrick Mahomes. You can't you can't tell me that. I, I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I, I think we're getting more than 75% Mahomes. I'm going to assume we're getting 90% of Mahomes, 95%. The adrenaline on game day is going to be so high. He's going to be on painkillers. That's why I gave him 75% because it should be 50%. But with the adrenaline, I feel yeah, like it moves he, up to 75. 100%. But yeah, I would say that this game is an even game. On a neutral site, this is completely even, even if Mahomes is healthy, right? We've seen the Bengals beat the Chiefs. Um, I think home field advantage is is there is an advantage here but home field advantage i don't think matters as much as it once did teams have figured out how to deal with the noise deal with communication um and this bengal's offense has just been clicking on a level that i haven't seen many teams outside of the chiefs pull off in recent years i mean last week they just could not stop moving the ball against a bills defense that was really good. And all we heard was, well, the Bengals offensive line is a problem. And it wasn't at all. Um, I bought this price at Bengals money line minus 110. I like it where it's at right now, minus 105. Um, I just think that the Bengals are the more confident team. They have a swagger to them. And you can say what you want about their trash talk. They have a swagger to them. I think they can absolutely go into Arrowhead and get back to the Super Bowl. Um, I put a future on them before the playoffs even started as I did on the Niners and I'm on both teams and you can say, well, maybe you're biased because you took them before the playoffs. I'm sticking to my guns here. I'm not going to let wherever the money's at or, you know, outside factors dictate my decision here. I really just like the Bengals to win this game. It's hard not to agree with you. You have a perceived banged up Patrick Mahomes, but I also am biased. I have a Chiefs future. So that's why I'm not going to have a play on the side, but I will have a play on the total. And my play on the total is the under 47 and a half. Remember, it's that key number of 47. If I'm getting the hook on the 47 and a half, I like the under in this game. I think the most underrated unit in this entire playoffs of the last four teams is this Bengals defense. The Bengals' defense over their 10-game winning streak is allowing 18.5 points per game. They have been a fantastic defense this entire year. And when you factor in the fact that they are a top-five team against tight ends, we saw Travis Kelsey go for 14 for 98 yards, two touchdowns. That was against the worst defense in the Jaguars against tight ends. They rank 31st out of 32nd in DVOA against tight ends. This Bengals defense against tight ends, they rank third in DVOA. So you're going to see a much better defense. And then since DJ Reader came back, who similar to the Eagles with Jordan Davis is one of the best run stuffers, just one of the best defensive linemen now in the NFL. Since he came back against the Titans, I think it was week 12, or at least it was in the last eight games, including the playoffs. The Bengals have allowed 16.75 points. We have a hobbled Mahomes 
I don't think that we're going to get 100% of Mahomes. I think it's more closer to 75%. I think the Chiefs are going to struggle here. But here's why I like the full game under, and I'm not so convinced that the Bengals can win this game. So the offensive line issues were there. But remember when we spoke about that the Bills were not generating the type of pressure that we'd want them to, especially without Vaughn Miller. But the Chiefs defensive line, what they do is they don't blitz much. And Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks. He ranks number two in passer rating against the blitz. They are a team that doesn't blitz. They get pressure with the front four. With Chris Jones, 15 and a half sacks, one of the most in the NFL. And the Bills could not generate pressure at all, especially when you have snow like that with the weather like that. It's very hard for these defensive lines to get their footing. And that's why the Bengals were able to run the ball so effectively and put up 27 points. And might I add that Joe Burrow in his playoff career has never put up 28 points in his entire playoff career. So I think that this offensive line that's been banged up is not going to get exposed. I'm not going to see like the Bengals put up 10 points or something, but I do think that the running game, like Joe Mixon has not averaged more than six yards of carry in basically any game that he's played in this year. So I don't think they're going to have as much success on the ground. I do think that the Bengals will be able to move the ball through the air and that they will put up between 20 to 24 points, but I don't think that's going to be some prolific offense for them either. So I actually think the, the game goes under the total of 47 and a half. I'm sensing a 24 to 21 game, 23 to 20, while everyone screams towards the over, it actually goes under the total of 47 and a half. We have a, it's, you know, it's Sunday night football. Everyone's going to be on the over. They're going to see Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes, and they're just going to blindly bet the over. I don't think it's that easy. And I think that this game goes under the 47 and a half. I think both defenses here can have success, not similarly to the 49ers Eagles game where I'm finding holes that both offenses can exploit. I don't think that the Bengals will be able to exploit this chief's defense as much with the pressure they can generate without blitzing. And at the same time, I don't think the Chiefs offense is going to have that much success against a Bengals defense that I think is the most underrated unit in this playoffs. Except for Eli Apple. Eli Apple is going to get toasted at least once in this game. I mean, that's just karma. But the Chris Jones factor is very, very real, Pete. I mean, there there is a conversation to be had that Chris Jones could be the best defensive player in football, along with Nick Bosa, right? But Chris Jones is, is a game changer. What I was so impressed with last week, and this could be snow-related, but Joe Burrow stepped up in the pocket through the middle of that Bills pass rush so many times and created yeah. so many 20 plus yard plays outside the pocket um, that I could easily see that happening again. He's just so comfortable back there getting out, making throws on the run, making plays with even his own feet. So um, both of these teams are just so good. It's going to be an amazing game. And a couple of things that I think also benefit this over one Andy Reed outdoor playoff games, the under is hitting at above a 60% rate. But at the same time, the Bengals have been talking a lot of shit and the fan base is going wild, calling Arrowhead Burrowhead. And I don't think that motivates the offense. Like the offense is going to come to play regardless. I think that motivates the Chiefs defense more than anything. It is going to be so loud. They're hearing all week long 
that Joe Burrow is 3-0 and against you and your defense. He puts up 27 points against the Chiefs defense time over time. What are you going to do to stop them? And I think the Chiefs defense gives you the best effort that they've ever given this season and maybe in the history of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think this is going to be as motivated of a unit on defense, but I really believe in the Bengals defense to really give Patrick Mahomes and this Chief, Chiefs offense struggles. So I think this overall game script, it's going under the total. I really like this under. Should we do prop talk or do you have anything else on the uh, game? No, I got nothing. Let's get into the props. Let's get into the props. Um, I, I'll do my first prop, but again, make sure to download prize picks. That's where we are playing these props. I'm also seeing better value on a couple of my props than I am on books. And this is the week to go download prize picks because there is a free square that both Colby and I will be using. It is Joe Burrow over a half passing yard. You heard that right. He just has to get one passing yard in order for you to hit that free square. You can pair it with two other props to give you the best value possible. If you are going to play player props, Play them on prize picks. And in the meantime, use code just gridiron or code just baseball to get a full 100% deposit match. You either get 50. If you deposit 50, you get 100. If you deposit 100, the whole way through. My first prop is Samaje Pirine over 13 and a half receiving yards. So the Chiefs, they ranked 28th against pass-catching running backs. We saw in the last game that Pirine against the Chiefs is averaging over 40 yards per game. We continue to see him being used in the passing game because he's a great pass blocker. And because I think that the Chiefs are going to get a lot of pressure against this Bengals offensive line, I think they're going to have to use a lot more of him, which leads to more Joe Burrow scrambles, which leads to more dump-offs to guys like Samaj P. Ryan. His snap share in terms of routes run rate is higher than Joe Mixon. Um, a lot of smart people that I know are actually on Joe Mixon under receptions in this game, which makes me like it more. Also, this line for Samaj P. Ryan is between 15 and a half and 16 and a half on books. On prize picks, it is at 13 and a half, and I expect that number to jump later in the week when prize picks adjust to what the books are looking at. Samaj P. Ryan out of the backfield for the Cincinnati Bengals. Even if there wasn't offensive line issues, the Chiefs really struggle against pass catching running backs. 28th, that's where they rank in DVOA against these type of players. And Samaj P. Ryan, even if he only gets two catches, he should be able to go over this 13 and a half based on his yards per catch. Love me some, some Samaj P. Ryan over 13 and a half receiving yards. Colby, your first prop. Yeah, just to touch on that real quick, underrated that Joe Mixon didn't play in the game last time the Bengals played the Chiefs. It was the Samaj P. Ryan show. He had six catches for 49 yards. And even with Mixon, I think, you know, he can absolutely get 13. But even if you go back to the game before when they played the Chiefs, even before that, Samaj P. Ryan had over 40 yards in that game with Beautiful. Joe Mixon playing. All right, I got <laughs> I got an interesting one here. And uh, I know you don't like kicker props, but I'm going to give you a kicker prop. I got Evan McPherson more than six and a half kicking points. And what kicking points are exactly as they sound points, two field goals and an extra point. This man hits his prop. The reason I love this one. Well, first of all, it's minus minus one forty on the books right now. So you're probably like, well, why the hell is it on prize picks? Well, I don't know either, but I'm taking it. Um, but I think the reason I really like this Pete is your under. And I think that the Bengals are going to be stopped and have to kick field goals in this game. They did in the last game against the Chiefs. Um, 
And the other interesting thing is that they have Harrison Butker at seven kicking points right now. And I was just kind of curious, like, really? You don't put McPherson at seven? I don't know. I like I like where he's at six and a half. I think the under supports this one, um, two field goals and an extra point and it hits. Yeah, I can never get on a kicker props because I just have no idea how to handicap them. Um, but if you feel good about it, you've been great with props this year. You've been great all together. Uh, we've both been great this year. Um, so I trust you. I'm not going to play it, but I trust that it's going to hit for all the listeners that love a good kicking prop. Rely on my guy Colby. My second favorite prop. And remember, I'm pairing these two with Joe Burrow in order to get a 5X. You cannot find that on books. The Joe Burrow free square. I'm going with Isaiah Pacheco over 11 and a half rush attempts. Um, So we saw a lot of Jarek McKinnon. Uh, We've seen a lot of him lately, especially him as a pass blocker. He is a very good one. But we've also seen Isaiah Pacheco give some incredible blocks. And I think he is improving as a pass catcher. And what I am seeing is that he's averaging about seven yards per carry in his last couple of games. This guy has been incredible on the ground. And I think the... Another thing that kind of supports the under and supports Isaiah Pacheco over is there's a possibility that Mahomes gets re-injured in this game. Like he is going to come in, he's going to be fully wrapped, but there could be an opportunity here, especially in the second half, where Chad Henney has to play because Patrick Mahomes is hobbling around on one foot. And Chad Henney also proved that he could go down 98 yards, and they gave it to Isaiah Pacheco a lot. The reason why you saw Jarek McKinnon get 11 carries while... Isaiah Pacheco has hit this in eight of his last 10 games. And a lot of people like McKinnon is because he had 11 carries, but only averaged about 2.3 yards per carry. He's being more used as a pass catcher. And I think the running game will be relied heavily on Isaiah Pacheco. Like I said, has hit this in eight of his last 10 games. And I think they're going to rely on the young rookie who has just been thrashing through defenses. He's one of my favorite players to watch. He just has a physical tough style of running that should match up well against this Bengals team. It is hard to run on the Bengals, but if there's anyone who could do it right now, who's running at the best of his abilities, that's Isaiah Pacheco. And I think they hand it to him at least 13 to 14 times. And we've also seen this line go up as high as 12 and a half on books. And I'm getting it at 11 and a half on prize picks. I think they're going to utilize the running game knowing Patrick Mahomes is a little bit banged up and who better than the guy averaging seven yards per carry in the past couple of games and he's hit this in eight of his last 10 love this for isaiah pacheco over 11 and a half carries what's your next prop all right if i lost you with the kicking prop i apologize but i have one that i think you'll like here um brock purdy had threw 29 times last week against dallas he threw 30 against seattle he threw 20 times against arizona in their last game And he threw 22, 26, 21 times in three games before that. And guess what his pass attempt number is set at? It is set at, on prize picks, 31 pass attempts right now. On the books, 31 and a half. And guess where it's favored? It's favored towards the over on the books at 31 and a half. Why is it set above where he's been at when everybody assumes that the 49ers are going to get stopped by this Eagles defense? Why is it... Such a high number if he hasn't even gone over this total many times this year. Well, I think that they are going to have success throwing the ball. I think that this game is going to be a shootout. And if you believe that the Eagles are the better team anyway, you should think that the that 
the San Francisco 49ers are going to have to throw the ball to keep up with the Eagles. So I love Brock Purdy over pass attempts. I also lean towards Jalen Hurts over pass attempts too, if that's kind of your, you know, if you're like, oh, I, I don't really want to touch the 49ers, but I want the Eagles. I also like that as well. Um, but I really, really like Brock Purdy over pass attempts. I, dude, you convinced me. I really like this one because first of all, the line makes no sense. But it makes sense in terms of if I like the over because I think that the Eagles or the 49ers are going to have success on the ground, which opens up passing lanes there for Brock Purdy, where I think they're going to stack the box. And then Brock Purdy's going to have be able to move the ball pretty easily. I mean, you still got George Kittle. You still got Brandon Ayuk. Like they have Juwan Jennings is a guy who's really emerged as, as another receiving option for them. Like they can pass the ball. These two offenses should do well. And even if you like the Eagles, that actually favors that play because you expect the Eagles to go up and then for Brock Purdy to have to be able to score points. If they're up 14, you're not going to just see the 49ers run the ball every play. They're going to have to move the ball through the air. So I actually like this no matter what. If you think the 49ers are going to have are going to win this game by a lot, maybe then you stay away. But I think both of us are on the same side where we don't think either one of these teams is going to win with margin. It's going to be a touchdown then a touchdown then a touchdown whoever has the ball last is going to win and taking the three bodes well for that and as well as Brock Purdy going over his pass attempts so I might do another entry with adding that one um instead of maybe taking Joe Burrow maybe I might pair my two with uh Brock Purdy over pass attempts but that'll do it for this episode of not gambling advice hopefully you guys have enjoyed all of the picks all year I am now sitting at 76 and 51, up 22.06 units on all one unit plays, winning at a 60% rate. We've had an amazing year this year. We're going to continue to roll. I am 8 and 1 in my early leans. Both Colby and I are coming off a 10 and 1 week. We hope to stay hot, but we have to remember that none of this is gambling advice. <laughs>